Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Low and Is Chargers podcast. Welcome back to Believe in the Chargers. I'm here with Chargers legend Lorenzo Neal. I'm Is Solo. We talked about the betting lines from last game, and we made predictions. Uh, I I I was wrong, but not not that much. You were right. So tell me tell me how were you able to predict that so correctly? Yeah, I just thought that you know it would be the under. You looked at these two teams, and you know. You know, first week you realize the quarterback, he went in there with not having time to get nervous, not having time to think about being too perfect. When you're in the league and you're playing whatever sport, and all of a sudden it's like you go. So you got to realize 10 and 30 minutes before the game, Anthony Lynn walked up to, you know, this young, you know, you, you know uh, your, your quarterback, Hebert, right? And he tells him, hey, look, you're going to start. And he thought he was joking. Justin thought he was, he thought yeah. he was actually joking. <laughs> So, so he didn't have time to get nervous. He didn't have time to start going through his reads. It was just about this. And it was about going in the game and knowing being prepared. Then you fast forward a week later. Now you all week long, you're going to the plays. You're the guy, you're the man. And it's just, it's a different responsibility. You have time to think about it. You're overthinking things. You're going through different reads. You're trying to find your rhythm. It's not just going out there and spinning it because he thought it, overthought it. So, you saw him struggled, struggled a lot Sunday. Um, that was a game that the Chargers are going to look back and say, man, we let get away. Um, got outperformed by a team that's not that good. A team that, you know, lost their star running back. Many think the best running back in the league. And you lost. So this one's going to hurt. It's going to hurt this team. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the quarterback, you know, he's I still like him. I think he's a young enough. He's going to be young and a good talent. But just right now, you got to see the immaturity. You got to see the decision making. You got to see it up close and personal. That you know, that's why Anthony Lynn, when he was saying, "Hey, this guy's—he's still young." I'm not necessarily saying that I depend, and I'm going to just give him the job. So now you see what Anthony Lynn was talking about. Yeah, and that brings us the spread. Brings us to the sponsorship of this episode, which is BetOnline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at betonline.ag. And this week, Lo, he got me this week. I'll give it to him. I wasn't expecting the Chargers to throw that duck out there. But we'll, we'll, next episode, we'll give our predictions next time. And I'll, I'll be right next time. I'll, I'll get him back. We'll be, we'll be one-on-one after the Bucks game. But betonline.ag, guys, make sure to check it out. It has game spreads, totals, team players, uh, coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So Chargers fans, head on out to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
That's awesome. That's uh, that's awesome. BetOnline AG, it is. It, it's awesome. You can go in there. I had some friends. I told them about it. They're like, hello. Hey, how do we get down? What did I need to do? I said, go on BetOnline AG, you know, dot, dot com. And I said, you'll be surprised what you can see, the props that they have there. It's just simply amazing, you know, what coaches are going to be doing, some of their decision making. It has, you know, from running backs, what their yard's going to be, the totals, the unders. It is, just has variety. So, yeah, make sure you go on BetOnline ag.com it is exactly you said it is it's just a freaking pretty slick site too really cool yeah and that brings us back to let's talk about justin herbert again um yeah you mentioned it that last week it kind of it was a surprise like literally like seconds before kickoff coach lynn came up to him was like you're you're the quarterback this week uh today and he didn't believe it because he was expecting that and now, like he, you mentioned, he had the whole week to prepare for it and actually think about it and have the nerves. But honestly, I don't think that factored in at all to how he played Sunday. I mean, he had back-to-back 300 passing yard games. It's really good. I, don't, I think that's kind of unheard of for rookie QBs. But again, like he, he made a lot of rookie mistakes. Um, he was playing against a Panthers defense that's not really known to be that good but they had this one corner Dante Jackson it seemed like he was a veteran guy who who knew how to um, get Herbert Herbert uh, the play that he threw the pick he thought it was man it was zone Jackson was reading his eyes the whole time got the pick and made the play he almost actually had a another pick two later on in the game too would have been a pick six too so luckily he dropped that but honestly I I don't think it was a nerves low I think it was just rookie mistakes that the quarterbacks have to go through in order to become better as they progress through the league well I think that you also when you get in the red zone it's just it's it's a lot that goes on in the red zone red zone usually teams play you know cover four cover eight what they do is four across and then four underneath so it make you throw the ball through tough zones tough, tough windows because it's four across four on top four don't let get behind and then four underneath so now you got to find those windows and now you got to make sure the receivers are going to be there in those windows when they're playing a lot of cover four and some man, you know, down there on the goal line. So in the red zone, you saw this Charger team struggle and couldn't t- uh, turn red zone opportunities into touchdowns. So you got to score. When you get down the red zone, you need more than threes. You got to start getting sevens and, and, and touchdowns. So, uh, yes, he's going to get better. And that's why I just think that, you know, you, you'll see. You know, this team is, you know, we do believe that the Chargers have talent. They do have some talent. That defense is, is still, you look at that defense, defense still getting after it. And a lot of it came off of turnovers. Why, you know, some of those points led to turnovers, led to points for, uh, you know, uh, for Carolina Panthers. So defense still played pretty solid. I like defense. I think you can hang your hat on the defense. But you've got to start producing more on offense. Be more consistent. Offense has to be more consistent. You can't be up and down. Got to be more consistent with this offense if they're going to try to get to where they want to go. And well, yeah, I, I kind of think it was open. the running game because you mentioned it in order for the Chargers to be successful. The run game has to get going. Eckler and Kelly, they combined for barely over 100 yards, which is a step back from what it was the previous week. But on the other side of the ball, as I said, Herbert threw for 330 yards. Keen Allen, he had himself a game. He had 132 yards and a touchdown. And you saw at the end of the game, he was kind of hanging his head because he was just disappointed that they just couldn't pull off the win. So, Lo, tell me what you think when you see a star player just having his head down on the sidelines when the game's not even over yet. 
Well, Keenan's got to realize that people are watching him in the TV and the media. People are going to watch him. So he's got to understand the magnitude of his sphere of influence. Understand when people see his head down, that younger players on that team is going to look for him for, for you know, for guidance and leadership. And especially you have a rookie quarterback that's out there with you, that's going to battle with you. He's looking at you. I mean, you're the type of guy, Keenan, no, he's not, but he's the type of guy that has to go in that and huddle and demand that we go down and score. And you got to have more dogs on that team. And that's why I'm looking on that offense. Who's that guy that you look at? They got a lot of good guys or good men, but who do you got this year? That, that bulldog, that junkyard dog, just going to bite you, scratch you. You know, you have some of those guys over on the defensive side of the ball. And you know, Allen's good, but you also need some other guys that's in the trenches, that nasty. You need some big, nasty guys. You need guys who are going to just, you know, bring that bravado to them. So you can't ask your rookie quarterback to bring that. that you know, you can't ask them to do everything on offense yes you're right he's spent the ball around the field but you got to get in the top you've got to get in the end zone you're spending it that much having that type of success you got to turn those threes into sixes you got to make sure you're scoring in the red zone this team's got some work to do and they got to get get this thing ironed out really quick here yeah and you you talked about kelly and eckler and you may uh you may be a believer in them splitting the carries because i've realized throughout these past three games that they're two completely different backs. They all bring something different to the table. It's really interesting to see how they have, they like Kelly better in third down situations just because he's more of a power back. But this game, they didn't really have the run game going. And lo, this Panthers D line or even their defense, they're not known for their run stopping prowess. So tell me what happens when they're going to play a team with the legit D line. Well, I think that you got to figure it out. You got to do other things. You got to run some stretch plays, some zone plays, get out to the, get guys out to the perimeter. And I think that's what some of the teams are doing. When you go man blocking, Izzy, what you're doing, you're man blocking. Now it's just man on man. And sometimes guys miss a block. That's why a lot of teams are going to this zone scheme. And I look at Eckler and you look at Kelly, these guys, they run hard, but they have some shape. They can make guys miss. And when you're doing stretch plays, once you stretch, you as an offensive tackle or a guard, if you reach, try to reach a guy, he's taught to get push up to your outside shoulder. He's taught to get to your outside shoulder. So he's going to be fighting like heck to make sure he you don't hook him. So because he's fighting like that, you create opportunities, more running lane. So now it's not necessarily power on power. Man on man, that's what more of a man blocking scheme compared to a zone. I kind of start to tend to like that zone blocking scheme because now you got a defensive lineman running sideways and not saying, okay, I'm blocking man, so I'm going to go straight at him and make a stalemate. So I think that's been huge. And I think I think the, 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 the Chargers look, need to look, to especially when you're playing against teams that are very, very physical up front, get those big boys moving sideways and get them moving laterally. And I think that helps the cause. Yeah, low. so I want to kind of take it back a little, talking about that last drive again. That Herbert, it was the ball was in his hands. There's two-minute drill, no timeouts left. And he just he couldn't get it done. So tell me, what, what does a rookie quarterback have to do in that two-minute drill situation where you have veteran receivers surrounding you who are elite, who are playmakers, and you have – some stout running backs with you, but the games, it's basically all on you since you're at the helm of the offense. What can a rookie quarterback do to improve himself in that kind of situation? Well, I think that you are, you have to realize when you're doing like that, the defense is taught to protect the sidelines. 
So they're going to make sure they play the outside and they know that you're trying to give you anything underneath and going to try to make you take the long way, way out and make you burn timeouts and keep you in bounds. That's why you got to be precise with some of these throws. You got to understand what they're trying to do. That's why you got to make sure you take some shots, get some vertical, and things that you do get in the middle of the field outside, you got to make sure that you have something that's going deep that if the guy's there, at least because of the other receiver, the X or the Z, since he's going deep, he's pulling a guy out of there. So if you do happen to catch a pass, now you don't got two guys guideline, but you got to definitely make sure you got some good combination routes to make sure that if a guy is catching it sort toward the middle of the field or not toward the sideline, that at least you give him an opportunity to be able to get out of bounds. Um, you make sure you save clock, but you're just a rookie quarterback. You're going to go, go through this growing pains. You're going to go through these things, getting guys lined up, trying to find the right, uh, try to find the right opportunity. And especially when teams are like that, they're going to give some chunks up. So you got to make sure because they're playing a lot of their gardens, garden the sideline. You're going to have some opportunity for some big plays. So just a little bit more poised. I like to see him a little bit more poised. I like to see him a little bit more relaxed and, you know, and, and don't try to force it necessarily. So I think he's going to come around. This is one of those things that he's going to have to continue to work on and continue to grow. And he will. He's a rookie. Yeah, and you're talking about how the defense was guarding the sidelines. That was what they're taught to do in those situations. And I feel like Herbert was kind of taking the easy way out. You saw a lot of dump-offs to Eckler for a lot of, like, five – yard um pickups and i was thinking like like what are you doing like the games you have no timeouts you know the clock is going to keep rolling if you keep passing it to him like why are you keep doing that play i just i couldn't figure out why and now that you well, say he was, yeah he was trying to take what the defense was giving him but that's what i was saying you've got to be you know you've got to be more aggressive and understand what they're doing they're going to give you that underneath stuff they're going to let you catch that that's why you got to take some shots because when the receiver, when the when the running backs flare, they're and they see you there, now they all can rally and get to the ball and keep it in front. You gotta have two layers, and that's what you gotta have like a deep six route underneath that. So okay, if you're gonna that running back's gonna flare and get over to the sideline, you gotta have a, a route that's dragging over the top of that. So now you making that safety or corner continue to widen and get deeper. Those are things that you gotta continue to do. And then you run a vertical route behind that. So now you got a, a guy dragging across this one sideline. You got a vertical on that side, and now you got the swing route. So at least you're pulling them out deeper. So now you're giving your running back a chance, at least to make someone miss and get up the field even more yards. You got to give them time and give them in space in those situations. Can't just throw it to them when you see that linebacker closing on those guys because they're playing some man coverage underneath. So this team is going to have to make sure that they continue to develop their two-minute drill and end of the game, in-game situation at the end, and that's through practice. I just know that Anthony Lynn's a good practice, good coach. He's a good man, and it's just tough because now he's got a rookie quarterback in there, and you've got a team that's ready to win now. If you think if you take this this team and you put in, a, you know, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Drew Brees or just there's many quarterbacks, Big Ben, uh, you know, if you had, a, you know, a, a, a quarterback right now that was a veteran, not, not necessarily, you know, not Ty, you know, Tyrod's a veteran, but he's not been a starter in this league, hasn't been a seasoned starter for many years. Well, they, so they had Phillip Rivers for all these years and they couldn't do anything. Well, you got to realize they, they had Phillip Rivers and you got to the playoffs. You got to the AFC Championship. You say he couldn't do anything. Name me some teams that go. It's, it's you're not. Everyone's not going to be New England Patriots, Israel, that go to the Super Bowl every year. And I'm not saying Philip. And it was time to move on from Philip, but Philip 
gave you a gave you a chance, and a lot of times he didn't give you a chance because he was so aggressive. So I, I do understand what you're saying. With, with you know they had Philip, but at times Philip did do a lot, and at times he would throw some timely interceptions that would kill kill his team too. So I'm just talking about you know a Matty Ice or certain guys that are out there. If this team had right he, now, it, he ain't no Matty Ice that's, no more. He Matty choke. He Matty choke. <laughs> you say that, but what did he do? I, last time I la, last time I checked, the guy threw for over three hundred some yards. Last time I checked, you had two defenders. Yeah, but that's like what two back to back games where they blew a double digit lead. That's kind of unheard of, isn't it, Low? And let him go, and, uh, and you look at that. So it's it's yeah, but you know, I'd be surprised if he's going to be the head coach this year. I, I do not think he's going to survive. They don't know how to win. That team Atlanta is in, in bad trouble. I, I tell you right now, what what other coach do you have on the hot seat? Uh, what other coach do I have on the hot seat? Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh... I definitely have. Atlanta's. You definitely have Atlanta's. Coach. Oh, yeah. Atlanta's head coach should have been fired last season. The only reason that he wasn't fired last season is because they came together towards the end of the season, got a couple wins. They got a, a clutch one against San Francisco where Julio got the game-winning touchdown on the final play of the game. I mean, those guys, they want to play for Quinn, but they, as you can they, tell, they need, a, they need a new head coach, kind of like a Doc well, Rivers situation where it was time for him to go. What about what about what about the Houston Texans? How do you feel about O'Brien? That guy is an idiot. Everyone knows that. Like, what kind of what kind of owner lets his own head coach be a GM that isn't a Hall of Fame coach? Bill Belichick. That's a different story. Bill Belichick. He can do whatever what he wants to do because we know at the end of the day he's gonna get the Patriots in a position to win and make the playoffs and potentially a Super Bowl run. Now, Bill O'Brien, on the other hand, he just took away Deshaun Watson's best offensive threat, and now they're 0-3, and it's not looking good for them. I, to- I totally agree there. I think that I think that he's totally on the hot seat, too. I, I look at, and, and I think that a lot of fans in, in down there in L.A., in the San Diego area that's still Charger fans, they're looking now and saying, okay, with Lynn. You know, it's some people are questioning. I think that he's still a good coach, and it's tough now because you don't have your starting coach, you don't have your starting quarterback. You're throwing a rookie out there, and you're competitive, but you're not winning. And I think now you're starting to see the fans, and you know, and that organization, they're still wanting to change this. So I think Anthony Lynn's in a tough situation. I I like the, I like Anthony Lynn, like him as a person, like him as a man, and as a coach. But I think that time is, is, is starting to tick even on him with the rookie quarterback. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's not fair. I, I, I don't know about that, all that because think about it. This is what his third season with the Chargers, second, third? Uh, I think it's his third. Yeah, his third. Honestly, I give him – I would – if I was the GM or head coach for uh, – uh, the owner for the L.A. Chargers, I'd give him two more seasons to show me what he's about. Because he's a great coach. It's just the quarterback needs to perform. That's always been what the deal with the Chargers. They need a quarterback that's not going to throw picks in clutch time and someone who's going to perform and elevate their team. 
Now, they drafted Herbert because they think that's going to be the guy, and we'll find out within the next two seasons whether that's true or not. So, honestly, I, I think he's fine I, for I, now. I, I, yeah. I, I hope you're right. I, I hope you're right. I hope they give him this year and next year, and next year will be a playoff year. I hope they let him finish this out. Um, you got to realize Phillip wasn't his guy. He wasn't. He did not bring Philip Rivers in. He was given the quarterback, and I'm not talking about Philip, but that's just what it is. So now Lynn is in a new direction. He's got a new. He's got a new quarterback. So I think you do have to give this guy at least two years, give him some time to develop, and that's why with me, if I'm Lynn, and if I have that security, I stayed with the young fellow the whole year. I go ahead now and start him the whole year because now my job and my family and my livelihood is dependent on it. So if I'm if I'm Coach Lynn, I understand Tyrod, you know, is there and he didn't lose the job. Now if something happens that you know to, to Justin, of course I go with Tyrod, you know, in a New York second. But at the same sense, right now, as Lynn, I think Lynn needs to go ahead and stay with Herbert and let Justin start to continue to get better this year. What's a New York second low? Like I feel like every episode you 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 bring like a new old guy term that I've never heard of, but seems like you know a whole lot about. Yeah, it's like I mean, New York, New York minute, New York second. Because in, in in New York, everyone moves really fast. So if you ever get a chance to go to New York, it's like boom, everyone, everything's going. People are walking. They're just like bam, bam. You you just like oh my god, where's everyone going in such a hurry? So they say New yeah, York second. Yeah, I've been York, in New York before. I was there for a week for my 18th birthday. It was, it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, but if you were there, then you seen how fast everyone's walking on the street. You were a slowpoke. Cause I'm no, no, I'm walking. waiting no slowpoke. Are, what do you mean? I was I faster walk, than everybody I, else. Whatever. I you should have seen me. You walk, whatever. You're like, why is everyone running? Oh, my God. You, did you start jogging? Because you can't walk that No. With your, hey, with, your little, with your little short legs, you have stumps. <laughs> hey, I, that's what I don't forget about people who walk fast. Like, what's the point of walking fast? Just walk slow, take your time, enjoy the view. I, I don't know. I not just never New got. I never got fast walkers. <laughs> not New York. Not New York. I think that the Chargers, though. Speaking of fast walkers, they gotta pick it up. They gotta play with more speed. They gotta pick it up. They gotta play with a sense of urgency, like they are in New York. Because this team, before you know it, you look at your now you're you're one and two, and you got your schedule's gonna get tough, and you're in a, in a tough, 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 tough division. You gotta start figuring out a way to find a way to win this, win these games. These are two games that you had a chance to win. Kansas City, you were right in that game, had a chance, opportunity to win that game, had a double-digit lead. In Carolina, you just play, came out sluggish, didn't really do what you needed to do to Carolina. You should have beat up on them. So right now, if you look at this Charger team, they have to, a man to a man, got to be saying, oh, my God, guys, we should be 3-0. and But here we are, we're 1-2 and we're one and two, instead of being 3-0. and Yeah, Lo, that last play, I want to circle back to it real quick. They were trying to pull something, uh, a play that you've done before, the Music City Miracle. They were trying to do that hook and ladder play at the end with Allen and Eckler. Tell me, uh, did I give you flashbacks seeing that play? <laughs> yeah, you, you see the hook and ladder. People try to throw that, and then, you know, someone laterals it back and keep it going. It's pretty much a desperation play. Ours was a bit different because it was on a kickoff return. And, you know, so you can get the, get the kickoff team coming down. They think, hey, look, 17 seconds. They think you're going to get what you can get and then throw a Hail Mary. They don't think that's going to be a razzle-dazzle. So it was great how we caught Buffalo with that and we were able to score a touchdown 
and win that game, um, the Music City Miracle, baby. So love that. But no, I wish I was hope I, I was hoping that the Chargers had a miracle up their sleeve because they really needed that win against you know against this Carolina Panther team. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do as an offense because you know scoring in the teens that ain't going to win your ball game. You got to figure a way. We talked about it. You and I both talked about it. Twenty four. 24 is the number. They got to score 24 points. If they can do that and not turn the ball over, you got to realize 24 last week probably would have won that game because you take away the turnover to get led to a touchdown. From them. Take that away. You score 24, you're usually going to win, and you have enough offense. You have enough weapons on that offense to get you 24. Yeah, and that's why I when you asked me last week whether – they will be able to get 24 points week in and week out. I was like, for sure, they're most definitely going to be doing it because Herbert, now that he's the quarterback, they're going to be mostly a passing offense. He's going to have weapons at his disposal, having Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, and some other guys out there like K.J. Hill, who, who are great at receiving, will make some plays. And then you look to the run game where you have Eckler and Kelly – that two-headed monster, they should be able to get 24 points a week. But, yeah, if they're making mistakes offensively and not converting in the red zone they're and kicking field goals instead of getting touchdowns, yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough year for them. So, low, I have them at 8-8. Eight eight. So far, my prediction is right for the games uh, won versus lost. Tell me, do you think – do you still think they're going to make the playoffs? Uh, you know what? Losing to Carolina, you won't. I mean, I may, I may at the end of the show, at the end of the end of the year, look at this and say, "Wow, coulda, shoulda, woulda." I mean, we could be three and zero right now, but we're not, and they're not. So you look at these two games that they let get away. Those are those ones that come back to bite you. So right now, it's uh, you know what? I still got hope that it's a you know that they're gonna they have a chance to get in. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't play better than what you played against Carolina, it's no way you're making the playoffs. And I just think, too, another thing, we're talking about a lot about the offense. Here's what the offense has to realize. When you have a defense that's going out there on the field and they're trying to hold teams and you're constantly three and out and you're, you know, then you have a series, a good series, and you're constantly on, you're punting, you're playing your field position, you're giving the other team a short field. You put a lot of pressure on that defense, and then guys start to get injured. Guys start to wear out. So this defense, you know, it's got to make sure that, you know, guys stay fresh and get in the rotation. You saw Harris get go out for a little while. You know, injuries, is the injury bug start catching up with you. So we got to make sure this Charger team has to make sure offensively that they that you have to complement your defense because this Chargers defense is a hybrid, high, hybrid offense defense, rather, that want to get after you. And you know what? If you keep them out there on the field and wear them out, that's gonna that's not gonna fare well for this defense. So the defense gotta make sure that they stay fresh, but a lot of it has to do is predicated on how well the offense does to keep those guys fresh. Yeah, and you talked about like injuries that it's gonna happen because no defense is gonna be happy when you're shutting out or trying to shut out offenses and then your offense goes and has a three now and you're like, Oh, I only got like well, like two minutes worth of rest not to get back on the field and that's contributed to Two Chargers um, linemen, Ingram, one of your favorite guys, and Justin Jones, they've both replaced on injured reserve this weekend because of injuries to them because they're on the field so much. So, Lo, tell me what you think about those two losses to the defense. 
So you lose Ingram, you, you, the third, you lost two guys that really can get after it. Now teams can slide over to, you know, to, you know, to Nicky Bosa, to Joey Bosa, rather. And now you can double team him more. And, you know, he's been fighting some injuries at times as well. So now you're talking that, you know, you have a pass rusher now where people can double team and take turns wearing him out, put a running back on and put a tight end into a tackle to that side. So I, I tell you, it's not good losing him to third. That's really going to hurt this Charger team. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to bounce back from this. But it's next man up. When you're playing in this league, it's next man up. Next guy got to step up and play. You got to play well. And you feel bad for Ingram because here's a guy that wanted to get another contract, you know, was, you know, hoping to have a heck of a year now on IR. We'll see kind of what happens. But I tell you right now, that's a big blow for this Charger team. That's why it's imperative this offense gets going and starts making some noise and starts scoring some points because you're going to need them. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in, Chargers fans. We always appreciate it. You know we're going to give you guys the truth. We won't sugarcoat anything, but, again, we're not haters. We're not – we're not sugar coaters. We're just we're truth tellers. That's what I like to call call ourselves. Absolutely. We're truth tellers. We we do. We we I love the Chargers. I think you fans out there that listen to the show, you know that we love the Chargers and just want to make sure that we you know we we be fair and be balanced. Uh, looking forward to previewing next the next show. We're gonna preview the matchup. Back on the right track. So we're previewing the next 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 episode. We'll be previewing the um, the upcoming opponent. So. Thank you, Charger fans, for tuning in. And make sure you go to betonlineag.com and make some of that money. Get those props in, and we'll pick some more. See y'all. Peace. We're out of here. Make sure to catch episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.